Parents Pod. Welcome to Pet Parents Pod, the podcast for and by pet parents. I'm Danielle. I'm Heath. And we are still kipless, but they will be back next week, after this week, and three weeks from now. For you guys, yeah. For you, in the reality of time. But we have, still under our kidnapping is my friend Allie. Allie, say hi. Hello. And blink three times. Hotel hostage. And you're safe and you're happy. I am safe and I'm happy. Now we get to have Allie for another week. And we're gonna, along with us who have abandonment issues over Kippy right now, we're gonna talk about other pets with issues. Um, yay! I guess general trigger warning for this episode, because what the topic is, is kind of pet trauma, trauma that comes with, like, rescues and adopted animals that you don't necessarily know, and things like that. Unless you have, does anyone else have a better way to phrase that? No, that's probably pretty accurate for the most part. Okay. But I, I would say that gives the broad term, I mean, because, like, I mean, yeah um the subject came from like a conversation me and you were having because um your your parents tend to uh or your family tends to adopt older animals because it's easier for you guys to deal with but uh this newest batch of adopted puppies seem to have a lot of like you guys need to really take them to therapy and work through their issues yeah so and actually uh my mom, for her birthday earlier this week, actually, uh, her and my dad went on a trip for, like, just three days, mm-hmm. um, which was, I believe, the first time they've let one of our dogs been with since we've gotten her. Um, oh. Georgia, yeah. So, like, uh, it was, I, I would say definitely, like, abandonment issues came about, and Despite the fact that me and Andrew are here all the time and everything, that like my sister and I are all here all the time, we regressed a little bit. Oh, good. Into panic mode. Did any so, of the dogs go with your parents, or was it like completely no, parent, no, um, children free, animal free zone? Yeah, they were doing animal free zone, and honestly, it it, it does make sense because Andrew and I like are here. Yeah. That like it doesn't make lots of taking the animals with us when like obviously someone that they see every day but uh and you guys school from home and you guys have kind of alternate uh work schedules like you're a morning mid person and andrea does a lot of closings yeah but uh the thing is is that like with pets that are kind of like especially you don't know entirely their backstory Mm mm-hmm but when they've gotten into a routine and then you change up the routine, I mean, like, mm-hmm. even pets that you've had since, you know, they were puppies have, like, a little bit of a throw-off. But, like, for dogs that definitely, and cats, that have definitely been straight-up abandoned or have been rescued or gone through an experience, it's a jarring experience. And no matter how well you can... No matter how much you try to organize it, yeah, um, it does. It, it, it's going to be a rough go for the first few trips, and they could have taken the dog with them, but that would probably cause a whole other set of issue of dogs in the car traveling. Yeah, and then new space, you don't know what you're doing with when you go to said vacation zone, isolation vacation. Yeah, yeah, and so there's still that feeling of abandonment, too, that they're going to be dumb. Yeah. Um, And so that's, and it's one of those things, they're not our first, like, dogs that we've experienced with trauma. Like, I've had, in the past, I've had, um, a dog that hated he, flashlights, a light, like flashes of light and everything, um, that we kind of like, kind of figured out that he was kind of probably taunted and toyed with, mm. with lights. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, I've had like 
definitely family members, dogs that like 100% could not interact with a certain type of dog. Oh, yeah. Um, um, Heath's um, not your childhood dog, Sandy, but your family's current dog, your, like, yeah, little, sis- your little sister's dog. Um, they, Ma- they adopted her when she was three or four, I think, mm-hmm. and uh, she apparently is aggressive towards other dogs, but I, my mom is saying specifically black dogs, so I don't know if there was some trauma with a black dog that, yeah. you know, happened when she was younger. The assumption is, like, she got in a fight with a black dog. She's not great with any dogs, apparently, though. They're like a corner house, so people walk their dogs, like, around the house sometimes, and apparently that's Apparently she's, like, on kind of insane with barking at it. Specifically a black dog. I don't know. Black dogs. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and um, I would say definitely, uh, t- about three, three is about the time where, like, uh, Definitely whatever happened in the past as they were, like, puppy age, mm-hmm. I feel like is definitely the time where things are certainly cemented. Yeah. Because, um, like, what, in age, they're, like, about 20 or so, yeah. around three years old, because they're, like, uh, I think they're, like, 12, 13 at one, and then they hit, like, early 20s, like, late teens, early 20s at two, and then they're, like, kind of in a dog age compared to human age, and then they start slowing down, like, aging-wise, like, developmentally, at least. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, for the most part, we primarily, it's been the three- to five-year range that we've rescued, like, we've adopted dogs Mm -hmm. in, um... Which usually does bring about, like, and that, that's certainly, like, in terms of, like, quote-unquote adopting senior dogs, which, like, would love to adopt senior dogs and cats at some point. Um, yeah. But uh, that certainly is not senior, but that definitely is a time period where I've noticed that, like, certain things that, like, certain quirks are going to be a little bit more noticeable and a little bit more difficult of a process to like help work through yeah i'm yeah I mean, that makes um, sense because, uh, well, our my family's first dog was a senior rescue from an elderly woman, and she wasn't really raised around kids, so it took her a lot to tolerate us, and it took, and it, that was a really big bummer for us because we're like, we finally have a pet. Oh, she hates us, which, fair to her, she wasn't raised around kids. She, strangely enough, loved all men, which I find interesting because she only lived with this elderly woman, but she loved every man that came in the house. She's like, oh, yes, you are mine, every man. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. um, No loyalty. My cousin actually had a dog very similar to that, of, like, um, a little ratty. um, And actually, this actually breaks my heart, but this is a completely different story. Oh, okay. um, Because of Rottweiler's. No. Um, they actually, what made my aunt get her and adopt her was because she had on her sign, um, aggressive animal warning. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was about like early 2000s and stuff. Like this was, I think it was early 2000s. Pretty sure. Um, where the stigmatism, especially, was- um, and like, but it was, aggressive, like, she had the aggressive dog warning sign on her cage. Oh. I think my aunt went to, like, the Humane Society or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Annabelle was the dog's name, and she slowly came up to the cage and was shaking and wanted just pets and kit love from my aunt, and my aunt decided to get her right then and there. Um. What was she aggressive she about, then? Nothing. I mean, you have to label them as aggressive because they're Rottweilers. Oh. Oh. Um, I thought, like, maybe she had, like, um, one of my aunt's dog, like, he had a lot of, like, trauma from his past, and so, like, you had to be careful how you interacted with him. Not that he was a bad dog. No, um, and again, I think they've changed the policies, but, like, for the longest time, and I'm sure some areas are like this, 
it's why rescues, when you go to rescues, they actually have taken the time to get to know the dogs mm-hmm, and, like, mm-hmm. can tell you whether or not, hey, they might not be good with other dogs, they might not be good with cats, like, do, do that stuff. Yeah. Um, Humane Society, because there's just such an influx, particularly this was the West Coast. Um, yeah. Uh, California, Nevada area. So, um, they had, they labeled certain breeds as aggressive. Kind of hate that, because... Yeah. I mean, I also know, like, apartment complexes don't allow hot... Certain aggressive breeds or high energy breeds mainly for it kind of makes sense to me because some of it's like oh they need a yard they need a place to stay and unless you're a very active person these don't make good apartment dogs like you don't want really a husky in an apartment so that kind of makes sense unless you're someone who's like well i'm a dog walker or i'm a hiker for a living or you work from home and you can also go walk your dog a lot yeah it's like if you have that particular flexibility in your schedule that's fine don't Don't, know um but yeah no it's really interesting what kind of um even how young like um our our cat our first cat prince we like scooped that little guy up when he was like maybe six months five six months something like that and he still had like weird fear against certain types of men he never really liked men and also when we first started changing like garbage around him he got really freaked out by that like anytime we'd open a garbage bag he would like bolt that's so sad because you kind of know why, or you have an idea probably what happened. Oh my god. I mean, he chilled out at once he, like, was in a safe house, but, like, it's just, even when you get them young, like, you never know, like, what you're going to be dealing with. Yeah, and, like, and actually, um, the cat, one of my oldest cat, Lucy, she actually has physical, um, tra- like, actual physical, like, someone tried to poorly, um, crop her tail. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, that's why her tail is, like, half the length it should be. Mm. Um, and my mom has noticed that she probably got some physical abuse because, like, her little face is a little bit more smashed in and cut up than has scarring. Like, yeah. Jeez. Uh, um, Poor baby. But that's also where we think why she doesn't, she can't meow. She does very, very pathetic little meows. Maybe also uh-huh. she might have gotten, like, hit or yeah. abused when she cried out, so. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So, she, so there's, there's that. Um, there's, uh, my, the other dog that we, like, I've had a few dogs where I've seen a little bit of scarring along their noses and face. I think Cooper yeah. right now, our current dog, has some. Yeah. Uh, where it's not quite... Uh, I guess this is a trigger thing of dog fighting. It's not quite that. No. Where we're, we don't think that. We think someone probably... It looks more like oh, something that was wrapped around his, uh, his nose. I and mean... Stuff in his muzzle. That sucks. That's I, really sad. Yeah. I mean, every now and then, like, I think Mishka has a little mark on him from when him and Rosie played. It might have faded by now, but, like, uh, Rosie is a pit mix, who is the sweetest damn dog. I'm not saying that, but she has a, um, she can bite. She's a snapping turtle. She's a snapping turtle. She's a sweet, sweet snapping turtle. And when they were really little, like, puppies and still learning, like, this is how you properly play, there's been a couple times where... Uh, like, Mishka cried out because Rosie is like, oh, I let go? Oh, I don't let go. And Rosie's a little dense on, um, social cues. Like, knowing to stop. And back up. Yeah. She's so much better about it now. Yeah, she's way better now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, this like... When she was still learning, though. Yeah. And so I think he still has, like, a scar, like, somewhere on his little... On his muzzle. On his muzzle from her, like, getting him really good. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, those are, like, again... That it, physical attributes are also something that, like, when you rescue a dog, especially one that is, like, not a beef stage, mm-hmm. you just don't know where some of the stuff comes from. Yeah, and you're having to make guesses and assumptions. I mean, Mishka's not traumatized. No, he's not. No. Uh, there, no. Well, he has abandonment issues. If we leave a room, well, yeah, he is that traumatized. Was, that was forever, I think. That's just because that's how he is. Yeah. I, I yeah. mean, a lot of dogs have separation anxiety. 
And apparently it's also higher with husky and lab mixes. So guess what? We we have collected as as, the perfect. As soon as we got them, though, like the anxiety in his little face when he thought you were about to walk away. Like he would just look with his big white eyes up at you. And Roots just like flat out asleep. And yeah. he's like, are you about to leave me? Yeah. <laughs> and he still does that. Yeah. He was the worst about, like, Rue actually still, when I go in to bring him in at night, uh, Rue will go still go in her kennel to get her dental treat, which I find really funny. I'm like, you, you can come up on the bed now. You guys are good. But Mishka, like, he would be like, oh, do I have to stay in my kennel? Do I have to yeah, be kennel never, trained? Yeah, he never liked his crate. He, he, he can do crating. He, he can do it, but he's just, like, he would prefer not to. Yeah. yeah, we think he also wants, like, a slightly bigger crate. Yeah. Which doesn't fit in the space that we have there. But, um, no, he's very happy that he can sleep in the bed with us. Yeah. Because we caved. Well, yeah. they also became manageable around the cats. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. They're good dogs. Yeah. And, like, so far, like, all that we have concerned about was Cooper with cats, because... Mm-hmm. His profile, and this is also something I, you have to take with a grain of salt sometimes. Mm-hmm. His profile, and the foster mom, uh, his profile said he was prone to chasing cats, which we were concerned because we have four cats. Right. Um, and it wasn't until we actually started inquiring to his, the foster parent that they went, oh, no, he's just really fascinated with them. And then if the cats decide to take off, because he wants to play because I think this yeah. is one of our younger but, our younger rescue dogs of like all of them and they're between the age of one and two mm-hmm. so um, which they'll chill out later too and yeah he's the one who they said was like two and then you guys were like looking at his teeth or something or like he's barely one or something uh was that it, it was wasn't him. It was actually um, the Pomeranian big bulldog. Oh, Willow. Uh, she was one hundred percent told us told to us that she was two years old, and then she uh, got to the vet and everything. And, and Oswell is like, we kind of had a feeling because when uh, she did, she does the puppy thing where she ran, or she did the puppy thing where she ran around and then like. All of a sudden, realized she had to go to the bathroom, so she went to the bathroom right then and there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we're like, and it had like, so it was confirmed that she was definitely about maybe, maybe a year and a half rather than two. Okay. Maybe. That makes Um, sense. Yeah, I mean, you have to guess when you don't know. And she's a little oh, yeah. or breed, so they kind of fill out, so it makes a little bit more sense why it would get confused. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the other thing is, is that you don't know health issues or certain things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because my last dog, Chance, actually uh, had epilepsy um, when oh. had seizures. That's fun. And, and yeah, um, and he's actually one that, like, um, I mean, I can theorize, but, like, my cousin actually found him and his litter mate as puppies. Oh. Um, couldn't keep him, because mm-hmm. at the time she lived with my aunt, and at the time they had two bigger dogs that were, uh, while they were all with each other, uh, a little puppy would be too much for the like aggressiveness would have happened. Yeah. Um, so we just lost one of our older dogs um, who had a stroke and died. And I guess I should warn our death is probably I'm going to talk a little bit. Yeah. Uh, well, we trigger um, warned at the I beginning. gave a blanketed trigger warning. I will do a trigger warning when I write up this episode. This episode's title yeah. is literally going to be called Pet Trauma. So I yeah. don't know how clear I can be that this is not the happiest of episodes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, so, well, we joke that there was an opening at the Seymour House. That's how we joke about it a little bit. Yeah, that's Maybe fair. Because, like, none of us necessarily turn away animals mm-hmm. very well. Especially um, if they approach you and ask for help. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh no, yeah, Heath has so. a story about an elderly cat who walked up to him in a parking lot. And he became our, fr- our, our um, we became hospice care for Buddy for like two months. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Champs the puppy became our uh, our dog, and then as he grew up, started having seizures. Mm-hmm. Um, found out he is epilepsy is a thing in a dog. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that until I actually, you know, had a dog with it. It can be a thing um, in cats too, because one of our little kit, like the reason we have trouble or, or got trouble on chaos in the first place is we had this little tiny kitten who died of seizures that me and my sister's bottle fed for a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, and it's manageable. It just, and it, again, it varies in every single pet you mm-hmm. have. It's just one of those things of like, um, I would say training and vet, uh, appointments, mm-hmm. especially when you first start getting a rescue dog and, or cat, mm-hmm. are probably pretty vital, because, like, you just don't know. Um, and it's, like, conversely, like, this was George's first time, obviously, my parents being away. Um, she is a lab mix of sorts, so, like, already bad, bad abandonment issues, but, um, the rescue, essentially, uh, her and her mom got dumped, I think, on, like, the side of the road or something. Mm. Um, and so, I don't know how like, a person does that. Just yeah. kick out the car. No, drop like, them somewhere, like, a least, shelter or something. Like, at least any, like... There even, are places where you can leave them. Even, like... Yeah kill shelters will take why it's not ideal like no, they it's have better at least... than being dumped on the side of the road though probably yeah they have oh, a better yeah. chance they can wander into the traffic i mean yeah. yeah yeah um and they're not the first and they're also not the first animal i've had with that experience um they're not the first animal i've had um that the parent of the of the animal I do have now. I have George's mom was adopted and then returned to the rescue after like two months. Um, same thing happened with my cat, my black cat, Oscar's mother. How did you find out they um, got returned to the rescue? Um, they, the people usually tell us. Oh, okay. And we usually inquire. Um, usually ironically, we usually are looking at the parent, the older dog, uh-huh. and then we're turned to the younger animal. Oh, like the parents already has a home lined up, and then you guys get the kid? Well, yeah, um, sort of, or like they just got returned, so they're still going, working through the trauma of being returned. Mm-hmm. Um, which is another thing, like, you gotta give rescue and rescues a credit, like, they are dealing with a lot of that, too. Yeah. I, it has to be really hard. Yeah. Um, and that that hurts the mental. Like you can, it's, it is an animal, yes, but you can see it. Uh, it does take a toll on the mental health of the poor animals. Yeah, I mean yeah. the lack of stability. Like that's their whole yeah. life where they live. Yeah, my yeah. my mom has a cat, a uh, midnight who. The reason they have the cat is literally the cat was abandoned twice at this apartment complex they lived in. And mom was feeding the cat and, like, was talking to Because my mom always befriends all the office workers. Like, my mom mostly lives, uh, doesn't, like, she does, like, cleaning and stuff for other people's houses now. But before, she just kind of, like, all her social interactions were just people in the apartment complex. So I always knew all of our neighbors in the apartment complex, which is weird because, like, I moved off on my own. I'm like, you don't talk to your neighbors. You shut your door. But um, she was talking to the office people, and they're like, oh, yeah, that poor kitty. Um got abandoned again like the people keep moving away and like some of the office people were feeding the cat because they felt bad for it and then my mom's like okay well this cat's mine now and um midnight has a happy home um overall is fine does not like going to the vet is a nightmare to go to the vet because that means going in a car and i assume it just triggers her to no end yeah yeah um that's 
that's partly why, like, certain, like, my parents, especially traveling, um, we don't even order up, we don't take our, we don't even do, like, the border thing with our animals. Mm-hmm. Um, they tried it once, and then after that, um, our border collie, like, had, it, I, to this day, it, it's really uncomfortable because we're not sure, like, what happened or anything, and we knew she, and it's one of those things of, like, no matter how much you're reassured that they take care of the, the animals, mm-hmm. we don't know. Yeah. Um, and she already has very timid issues, so what we assume is that, like, because when she came back, when we got her back from our long trip, like, she extremely was super timid. She would hide behind our bigger dog when going for walks and stuff. So mm-hmm. my assumption is because she's a medium-sized dog, they put her in the medium-sized, like, with other dogs. Uh, got a little too aggressive. Oh. Yeah, she's. Yeah, she's um, not a dog. Dog. Then that's yeah. like she might have done better with small dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Or smaller yeah. groups. Yeah. Even. Yeah. Well, and because she was actually, uh, because I believe her mom was the rescue that first to like I think like her her litter, her and her litter mate. Mm-hmm. She was the one her uh, family uh, the group. Yeah. So she's a little bit of a smaller boy to begin with, or was, anyways. Um, but yeah, no, it, it after that, like my parents don't trust. But like it, it's more of uh, someone that we trust that we have stays with the animals because we can't take them with us all the time. Right. Because again, going into a car for a lot of them is a traumatic thing. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if there's something for like. Runts being more timid because Rue's one. Well, go ahead. Sir. I know I was going to talk about uh, Chica. Oh, Chica, right? Yeah, when I was growing up, um, we had Gidget, who was Chica's mom. You know, and Gidget had a litter of puppies, and we kept one um, who was the runt, and I felt bad for her. She never had any trauma because she fully grew up with us. Nothing traumatic happens. The other puppies weren't like particularly mean to her or anything. Uh, she was always super shy and timid. That's why like she, the most pathetic little dog I have ever seen that has no reason really to be traumatized. I mean, that's yeah. also why Heath kept her. Like I it, felt really bad for her. I, I knew that the other dog that I liked, he was going to be fine. Yeah. They had like a uh, sweet boy is what they called him because they didn't give yeah, the one. He was like outgoing, just affectionate. Like you will be fine. And then Chica's yeah. just sad Chica's and scared. Pathetic little I remember going She's over to your house, and you'd be like, Chica, nothing's wrong. Everything's okay. And she'd just look at you with, like, Cowering the terror. In the corner, and it was like, nothing happened <laughs> yeah. to you, ever. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, and maybe there is a correlation to it, but they are well aware that they're smaller. And... Some sort of rent syndrome? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's I also... Like, Rue isn't really a dog dog. She's not the runtiest runt of their litter, but she is one of the runts of their litter, because they had two runts She's from... Like, the second smallest dog. Yeah, like, they had a smaller dog, which I wanted the smallest dog, but he was not big enough to fix, so he was not at the adoption age thing. So I got Rue, who I love Rue. I kind of wonder if he also has health problems. Oh, he probably does, if Rue has health problems. Yeah, it's like, I feel like it's got to be one of the others. Everybody looked healthy. Rue looked healthy, but she was smaller. Yeah, but she she's more like, she's not really a dog dog. She, she likes smaller groups, like... I think probably... She's our introverted dog. Like, three other dogs besides Mishka is, like, her her favorite little number. Yeah, she likes a pack of, like, four, maybe five dogs at the most. Yeah, and then otherwise she just kind of wants to hang back with the people and then kind of, like, antagonize the other dogs. It was really funny. At puppy playtime, she would, like, always be on the sidelines. She'd go to the people when there were Uh people in the gates. It was just, it was really funny because all the other dogs were like, oh, we're playing. And being in the middle of the play space, and she's like, I'm gonna hang off to the side. I'm good. Just gonna follow you around. Yeah. So, yeah. there could be something yeah. with that. I mean, could she's be. not, hers is a preference. She's not traumatized. Mm-mm. No, 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 it's not trauma, but I wonder if there is some weird little, like, being a smaller, uh, weaker. I think she just doesn't animal. like other dogs that much. Well, yeah, I just meant, like, if you are a She runt. likes cats and people way more. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I wonder if there is something to a runt syndrome. 
And that could be. I just never looked at it fully. Yeah. This is musing. Um, I mean, it's, I don't know. I haven't, like, seen anything online about it, but, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Yeah. This is also no. just pet owner musing of, hmm, what could it be? There's a slight correlation in these three cases. This must be a thing. It, it comes when you are doing adopting, especially with, like, rescue animals that, mm-hmm. like, you have to muse or wander. Yeah. Um, why do you act or do this certain thing? Like, um, because, I mean, I rescue, and I told you about him, Austin, who we call Bunny. Uh-huh. Um, mainly because he has, like, a little pink nose like a bunny. One, but he's also like one hundred percent like light instinct. He's just run away. Like super running away at like the loudest noises. If you're a new person and you make noise, he takes off Mm. and hides. Um, I mean, and it's one of those things of like that. Is relatively okay. It's bad, but it's relatively like I'm like I know he'll ev- will eventually see him again once everything calms down. Yeah. Uh, the newest thing is bark and talking with Cooper and Georgia. Well, like, are they barking at each other, or are they no, setting each no, other off? The so Georgia's thing is, and I actually this is the first time I've necessarily experienced this of. Loud noises. Um, it's almost equivalent to the same thing of Austin's of loud noises terrify him and have him take off. Where Georgia loud noises anything like I just snapped my fingers earlier, mm-hmm. um, and she started barking. Um, so loud noises triggers her too. Okay. Um, and I mean that could be a multitude of reasons. Yeah. Could also super, super barks. Anytime anyone comes, it, like, shows up or mm-hmm. appears. What breed um, is she? Georgia? What? What uh, breed is she? Oh, Georgia? Yeah. Uh, she is black. She's, like, a chocolate lab. And then I think it's called, like, a Chattanooga. Oh, a Chattanooga dog? Yeah. Yeah, I actually... Um, I don't know anything about those. The, the only reason I know is there was one at uh, our, um, in our class, like Mishka's training class. And literally, when they asked me, oh, what's your dog? And I'm like, he's a lab husky mix of some sort. We don't, I know he's husky. I know he's lab, but I don't know what the other part of it. We think it's some sort of hound, but like, they're like, oh, he might be a Chattanooga dog. And I'm like, I don't think so, because the rescue literally had his mom and helped get his dad adopted, so... I think yeah. they had parents, and we just don't know what mix the dad was. Yeah, he was some sort of yeah. lab, and judging lab from mix, Rue, yeah. hound of some sort. Yeah, Rue looks like she has a significant amount of hound in her face. But. Yeah. Who knows? Eventually, we'll yeah. have the DNA test episode. Yeah. Good. <laughs> when we want to uh, fork uh, over the money. But from what I've gathered, from what I've researched, Chattanooga dogs are a weird hound. Yes. That is only native to like Chattanooga. Chattanooga area. Mm-hmm. Um and so talking so that's why I was like, okay, so we're going to be dealing with talking right away. Um but it's actually almost borderline like it's a very interesting because it is like warning, like kind of barking warning of like no don't get closer. I like I like kinda of like that thing. Yeah. If that ever makes sense, it probably makes sense to a yeah. pet parent. Like, yeah, no, um, I think it does. And if it's hound, like Rue alerts me to freaking everything. It's like, yes, the cat is still there. Yes, the human you you saw five minutes ago is still here. Thank I mean, you. they're just very vocal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's like a lot of small dog breeds that are also very vocal, so they'll bark at everything. Yeah, yeah. And so that's kind of what the case is. It's just like. She borderline acts afraid of it all the time, of the noises, and yeah. running away. Uh-huh. So, it's one of those things of, like, it just takes a lot of more time and patience with that kind of behavior of trying to calm down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have learned, of, especially with Cooper, 
because when new people come in, he barks at you and everything and like doesn't mm-hmm. like just runs away and like doesn't trust you and barks until he finally sniffs you and decides that you're okay. He sniffed me very um, quickly, so he likes he, me. He, he likes me. Willow hates uh, me, but he likes me. <laughs> he, but uh, we definitely are experiencing with him and Georgia uh, PTSD in animals. Yeah. Where sometimes he forgets. Like, or he forgets he's seen me or someone else, and the cycle starts all over again, and more of a pant. Like, if you you can't spook up, you can't like show up out of nowhere for these for that's right. My adults, right? You actually, anytime I've come to visit you, we make a trip upstairs if I come in through the basement to have the dogs know I'm here. Yeah, that way, in case they come downstairs, they don't freak out. Yeah, but um triggers especially for cooper ptsd mm-hmm. and it's not that like it's not an aggression it literally is like this form of panic and forgetfulness it's like literally just panic mode and that's fair i can imagine yeah. i mean i get freaked out when people come around like i didn't realize they were right behind me like sometimes at work i think someone's like not in the back room and i'm turned around and they came into the back room I'm like oh jeez. so i can't imagine if i was a dog it's like ah it's a human yeah. And so, yeah, it's one of those things of more research goes into dogs with specific trauma. Yeah. And, um, and especially uh, when you don't realize or think about it is that animals do get PTSD. It's why certain things spiral them despite no matter how much you have trained them or worked with them or had them certain things just spiral them into this other look. Um, It was the same thing with the dog I was talking about with the flashlights. Uh, Mm -hmm. Sweet, sweet, sweet dog up until he sees a reflection of light, whether it was like sun bouncing off of like a mirror thing and he would try to attack it Mm. or a flashlight. He actually like has taken a flashlight out of our hand and like ran off to try to kill it. So to speak. So, like... So, he is not one you would take camping, then? No. He was not one we took camping. <laughs> My poor... 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 Aww, yeah, poor boy. He, he was not... But the, it, it's one of those things of, like... Um... And he was one of those instances that we kind of knew. Because it was people... My mom knew. That were going to send take their dog to, like, rescue or humane society. Mm-hmm. And my mom's like, well, okay. And so, um, like, and this was, like, when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, like, 12, 13 years old, I feel, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Um, it was, we actually visited this person's house within, to meet Indy for the first time. Um, and she talked about how unruly he was and out of control and aggressive and like Indy was probably one of the sweetest dogs I've ever had but like his environment was he had no backyard uh, he barely was dealing with a concrete backyard with a dog house that he stayed out oh in. he was an outside yard dog mm-hmm. okay yeah I've heard stories of like People who have adopted dogs who are mainly yard dogs, and then they bring them into the house, and the dog's like, I get to be inside? Yeah. And they just lose their shit, because they're like, I get to be inside. This is allowed. It's sad. It's like... It's uh, it's rough. Um, Georgia is mostly, like, that way, too. Like, she... It took her, like, I think, like, three weeks to a month, which... That's about the time where they start selling it. Anyways, yeah. they're not showing you your full personality, their full personality yet. Mm-hmm. But a month in, they're starting to calm down a little bit. Yeah. It took her a month to realize the couch was okay. She can sit on it. Okay. Um, yeah. She now crawls herself out on that couch, so I would not go off. I mean, it's all in the beginning, and now she basically, no one can sit next to her because she takes up the entire couch. That's fair, yeah. But, um, 
doesn't mind people sitting next to her. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. It's just like, it's so funny because she is a little dog, relatively. And she's like, my couch. A small dog that like, tries to put out all of her limbs on a huge couch. Starfish is on the couch. She's living the life. Yeah. She's like, this is my couch. This is my uh, dog, my very high class dog bed that you bought for me. Thank you. Pretty much. Uh, and then it took about three months, which is about the time where a little bit of a personality shows through. That's usually what a lot of people say, and that's usually pretty correct on point. Mm-hmm. It took her about three months to be okay with climbing on the bed and saying hi to a, like my parents and stuff and getting on beds. Aww. So there is progress of it, but it does take more time than most people realize. Yeah, and I, I feel like sometimes people don't even listen. Like, my aunt's dog, Shelby, he's a sweet, sweet dog, but he has, like, a lot of trauma. Like, um, my aunt and my uncle were the only ones who could really pet him past his head. Like, he has to see where your hand is. And he's a sweet dog. Like, I remember when they got him, we were a little bit younger, and they basically had to instruct us because all my, all my other like, my aunt's other dogs have been super friendly and, like, chill with kids and animals because, or kids generally because, like, uh, they had Baxter and Ginger who were raised with my little cousin, like, my cousin who was younger at the time. He's my older cousin. And then Cody just was a very chill dog. He was a little anxious, but chill overall. But Shelby had, like, major trauma in his past. And they were working on selling the property they were on. And they had a guy come in for, like, an inspection. And my aunt literally told the guys, like, hey, um, just that Shelby, he's fine. Just don't touch him. He has blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, I'm good with dogs. And he, like, goes and gets bit by Shelby. Like, nothing occurred from it because she told him, it's like, hey, don't touch him. You will get bit. And he's like, I have dogs. And he, like, pats Shelby on the, like, butt. And you don't do that. And that, I don't know, stuff like that sometimes, like, really pisses me off when people don't listen to you about your animal. It's like, I have an animal with trauma, and I'm trying to, like, best take care of my animal and protect the humans around it. And then people just ignore it because they think they know what's best. I... I agree with this, is that, like, a lot of people, like, I don't know if they live so when you say your pet has trauma, you can't be doing that. Yeah. Um, please don't, it, if someone literally tells you, hey, please don't pet my dog, he's friendly, but he, like, he will bite strangers, he's not good with strangers, like... Don't just yeah. go, I have dogs, I know how dogs work. It's like, if you know how dogs, you'll listen to someone else talk about their damn dog. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I had two very interactions. Like, I had one, um, uh, one of Andrew's, like, it's one of those things, one of me and Andrew's uh, friend who has interacted with dogs all like, uh, but doesn't seem to understand when we're like, no, you need to make your presence known. Cooper, so Cooper doesn't flip when you, like... Does this person sneak attack Cooper and set him off? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. He sneaks into the house. He sneaks so, into the house, so he, like, climbs through bedroom windows, like your yeah. well, Clarissa well, explains it all. Does it make... Yeah, it's, yeah exactly. No, um, it all through this, he just, like, he quietly comes in and tries to, like, not alert the dogs, which were like, that's the very opposite of what we need you to do. <laughs> we want you to meet the dogs, not uh, yeah. surprise them. Conversely, I have one of my good friends with her son, you know, coming in and being very patient and very working with the dogs and explaining to her, her five-year-old, hey, we need to do this to make sure the dogs are comfortable, okay? Mm-hmm. And, like, being very patient and working through it. Yeah. So, like, it's two different... I had two different, very different experiences of people with other animals or interacting with animals. Mm-hmm. From one, one being understanding. The second one, doing the same thing of, oh, I have had dogs before. Or I've had do- have dogs. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And it's fine if you know your dogs. Like, I, I was walking, Mishka on a walk, and I had a neighbor just, like, pause. I, I saw them, and so I stopped our walk and was waiting for her to go closer to her house because I didn't want to. He 
he's doing better, but he gets a little bit impulsive-y, and he gets excitable around people. He has bad impulse control sometimes, and we haven't been back out walking for a while at that time. Like, I've been doing it at least a couple times a week now, for a few weeks at this point, but, um, and she's like, oh, you guys can come past, and I'm like, no, I'm just gonna wait for you to go close to your house. He has impulse control issues, and she's like, he's a good dog, and I'm like, yeah, but I don't want him to drag me, because he's, like, 80 pounds, and I'm 130-something pounds. I will lose that battle eventually. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's just it's very hard with some people, like... I mean, I'm glad they're not well, afraid of the dog, but... No, no, I'm happy, because apparently there's someone in my neighborhood that just, like shrieks and screams in terror while she's on a walk in the park. I have not met this woman. I, I, no, I... What, she sees the dog and freaks out? I literally need to talk about it. I have never heard about this woman in my life up until, like, maybe two weeks ago. Apparently there's a woman that does running, jogging, whatever, through uh, the nearby park. Uh The nearby park is, like, 100%, like, Known for dogs being around. So she's never seen a dog out on a walk. So, no, I guess apparently, which I don't know, apparently every time she comes across one, she just screams, get away, and like does this chewing motion or whatever, no matter even if she's on the other side of like the road or something. I mean, like, apparently is super petrified of dogs, but like makes a huge deal about it? Well, yeah, a dog's gonna chase you if you act like you're a weirdo. Yeah, so it's like, it's the most wild thing to me, because I was like, if you don't like dogs, just Like, I had a better interaction with, like, someone who looked like, I think the kid was, like, six or seven, him and his sister were on bikes when I was walking Mishka, and the little girl, like, biked by and was like, I like your dog, and then the other boy's like, I don't like dogs, and I was like, that's okay, and he's like, they're kind of scary, I'm like, that's fair, and he's like, I like cats, I'm like, I like cats too, I have six, and he's like, okay, and then he... little big wheeled away from me where he just stated it's like big dogs are scary i'm like this is true he's about the size of you so i would be scared of him too even though he's so friendly and handsome and he didn't and i was very proud of mishka because he didn't bark at them he didn't like lunge at them he did very good it was very it's just like if a child can just say hey i don't like dogs can you just not come near me if you're a dog it's like okay I wasn't planning to come near you most of the time anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it, like, literally, yeah, I've heard how she acts. Uh, like, apparently that's how she acts at all. And I'm like, well, yeah, the dogs are going to react to you. You're making a huge scene. Like, literally, if you make no noise and walk by... Most dogs are going to ignore you. Oh, that reminds me. When we first moved into this place, our neighbor's dog, Boo, just kind of roams, like, mostly his yard, but uh, she does occasionally roam, like, around... We're at the end of a cul-de-sac, so she'll roam around the cul-de-sac, and then, but she never goes, like, up the street or anything. Like, she stays in this area, and she doesn't, like, wander into the road, really. Um... We were getting a delivery, and we, like, look out, and the delivery's here, and Boo is, like, sitting in our front yard in between, like, the three trees in our front yard, and the person's like, can you bring your dog in? And it's like, that's not our dog. She's like, oh, well, I don't, it makes me nervous, and we're like, well, it's not our dog. We don't know, like, at that time, we didn't even know whose dog it was, because we had not met any of our neighbors. Yeah. And we're like, she's... He, the dog's fine, like, doesn't attack anyone, because the dog hadn't attacked us. Like, we'd met Boo, like, six times before we met any humans. Yeah, if humans approach, she usually moves away. Yeah. She doesn't, like, attack, but she's like, I don't know you, don't touch me. She's pretty chill, except she's like, you know, don't touch me. But I will investigate you. And then walk away. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, like... I mean, I do understand if you have trauma, because just like a dog has trauma, humans have trauma. If you have a trauma from, like, a dog attack, like, my little sister was scared of dogs for a little bit, because there was a neighbor we had who had a not well-trained dog, and she was in our yard, uh, 
and was like over near the seesaw and then their dog got out which normally the dog wasn't out and he like chased her and he caught she had like weird ruffles on her jeans this is like when she was five or something four or five and he like caught and tore some of the ruffles on her jeans and she was scared of dogs for a little bit she got over it but like, that, I can understand that trauma of, like, I was attacked by a dog. I don't really like them. It's like, That's okay. That's, like, especially sad when it happens when they're, you know, when humans are kids. And yeah. And that happens. I was like, oh. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, yeah. are afraid of dogs, understandably, but that, that sucks. And I could be wrong, but I do think I partially remember that dog was just, like, very playful and kind of young itself and, like, was trying to play with her. And, like, she had, like, weird ruffle. Like, it was kid jeans, so it had, like, weird ruffles. So it's, like, toy all attached to the small toddler who's running from me. Game. Because I don't remember being afraid of that neighbor or their animal. But it could be... It's a it's a vague child memory. I just remember she yeah. was afraid of that dog for a little bit. When I was in, like, preschool, we lived in this house where our next door neighbor, and there was no fence, our next door neighbor had two large chow chows and they were chained up and apparently they were not friendly. Um, and my mom was terrified that my brother or I would wander too close and get attacked because he also did not feed them often enough. Oh, geez. He was, a, he was an asshole. That's horrible. But, um, fortunately, we never got close enough. We definitely thought they were like big teddy bears because they looked adorable. And chow chows are fairly she sweet. She keep us away from them so we weren't seriously maimed or traumatized so that's nice i mean chow chows are fairly sweet but from what i understand they are a bit territorial yeah and he was obviously like abusing and neglecting them so they that probably sucks. wouldn't have been the friendliest to kids i don't even know no. if, he'd, if they'd been around kids yeah that neighbor didn't have kids at that time anyway yeah yeah but yeah it's just it's it's one of those things of, like, I understand human trauma with dogs, but it's also, like, keep in mind dogs it's all... have this trauma that they might not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, and they can't tell us, oh, the reason I don't like... Um, I don't like flashlights is because I was beat by my last owner. They can't just sit down and go, okay, this is why I don't like this. Like, yeah. at least as people, yeah. we can you sit down. You can't have and them go to, like, therapy and explain where this is coming from. So tell no. us why you don't like the soccer ball in the park, Bruto. Sydney, why are you oh. afraid of balloons? Oh, yeah. Heath's cat hates balloons. She's terrified of them. We got um, balloons. It's been years since we had balloons we around because we don't usually have them. Like, Heath got them as a gift from a coworker. Yeah, for like, I, I, so going away, it was when I was getting moving to my current job. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we had a balloon in the apartment, and she was acting like Trouble, because back then Trouble was very... Skittish. Yeah, he was skittish and timid. And she was, like, slinking around under furniture, staring at this balloon that was on the table. Absolutely terrified. And I, I like to think it's because the physics didn't make sense to her. You know, it's like this large circle on top of a tiny string. How does that work? You know, because she doesn't know what helium is. I have no idea, though. Um, but well, then it could roommate, just be a predatorial... Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Our roommate, though, uh, dressed up like a ghost for Halloween. The fall oh, Halloween, yes. Like with a sheet and everything. It was and a she sheet was ghost. terrified of that. And I'm like, I think it reminds her of balloons. Yeah, like literally she would like sit in a ball and then slowly like go into like ghost mode and then slink back into a ball. Yeah, that yeah. Sydney was pretty Sydney did not like that costume. It was the cheesiest ghost costume, by the way. We found like a giant uh, child size ghost costume yeah. for this. She definitely thought I it looked mean, like a balloon. The costume sounds amazing, but that is also oh, poor cat. Poor yeah. 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 So uh, once we figured uh, out she was terrified of it, we killed the balloon. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I was laughing because you said soccer ball, and I'm like, God, George is definitely terrified of people playing soccer in the park. Aww. But yeah, yeah, no, like, literally, my mom's, like, almost taking my arm off, it's, like, out of its socket, like, just wanting to get away. Don't take this dog to Europe. Never take her to Europe. No, no. no. I mean, I kind of doubt she would do well around football or baseball. No. Throw, throw the FIFA out of the house. Maybe. FIFA's not allowed can't anymore. Go to, can't go to parks. Pretty much. God, I, I don't even know, because of COVID and everything, how she would react to soccer on the screen. Yeah. I I'm, don't know. 
I don't know how she would react to like seeing it through a TV. Yeah. Would she react? I don't. I can't tell. Uh, it depends on actually the resolution of your TV because dogs can't really tell images on TV unless they're high resolutions. I mean, so this isn't a trauma thing, but this is a funny thing of uh, our, our cat mm-hmm. like chased the soccer ball on the TV mm. or um, really any ball on the TV. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that eventually he is going to pounce on the TV and break it. I've like had, send it flying. I've had Someday. yeah, I've had cats. Um, it I I kind of noticed it. The easiest way I noticed it was I was playing Hollow Knight on the Switch, but it was like docked to the TV, and uh, that character stands out in the background, kind of just moves back and forth in a lateral motion. And then I like looked over, and Quinn was just sitting there on the floor, following it. And then she would get on the TV and like try to catch the little bug Hollow Knight, and I was like. Leave him alone. Leave Halloween night alone. But it is funny when animals follow on screens. That is funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's cute. It's just, it's just it's very cute, but also I'm very terrified that one hundred percent that they're gonna pounce the TV. Yeah. And at, at some point. Um, yeah. It's just really interesting and really hard. I mean, I know you can work through traumas because, like, my older sister, when she got Leon, because Leon was a rescue who was abandoned, it took her a long while to get Leon comfortable with the car because they didn't have a fenced-in yard, and their yard was basically kind of like a swamp mess. So my older sister, to actually get the dogs to play, would take them to the dog park nearby. Mississippi. Oh, Mississippi. But, um... So that so anytime she would and uh, Leon being a poodle had to be groomed regularly. So he goes to the groomer on a regular basis. So when she was first taking him to the groomer and the vet in the park, he would freak out and like get very panicky in the car because he was like, "Are you going to leave me?" Why is the other like when he'd go for his grooming session, she wouldn't bring Clive because she's Clive doesn't need grooming. So he would get very panicky when he wasn't in the car with Clive too. So, so sad. they got over it. Like, now Leon associates it with, oh, I'm going to get groomed, and I'm going, like, you are you haven't abandoned me, so I, I feel comfortable. Like, she's gained his trust, and he feels comfortable. But, yeah, you can work through it. It just takes a lot of work, and you also never really know what's going to set them off sometimes. Yeah, no, it, it, again, it is one of those things. You can work through it, and you can actually, like, things do get better yeah like the animals do get better mm-hmm. it's just it is a process and it's patient and it's i would 100 percent say again if you are not willing to put the time and effort into rescue animals do not get one you shouldn't get one anyways if you don't want to do the time and effort yeah dog in general dogs are a lot of work so when you're doing yeah. an older rescue why they're very good like my um my grandmother rescues older dogs i think i mentioned this in the last episode but like her first rescue uh lolly um she i mentioned she didn't really like other people part of the reason she was like that was she was a breeder dog so, like, she literally lived her whole life just having puppies. So she wasn't yeah. very socialized. And then she got put with my grandmother. And she was like, oh, this human loves me and protects me. And I love her. And no one will touch her. So that's why Lolly was kind of not a dog I enjoyed. Because literally, I'm like, please stop yelling at me for hugging my grandmother. I mean, she was really good for my grandmother, and she was sweet in her own way, and I understood where her trauma came from, but it is, like, ugh, sigh. I mean, older dogs also, like, they might get a little better about whatever it is, but they're not necessarily going to improve on whatever triggers them. Yeah, that's true. So, people should keep that in mind for rescues. There's never going to be necessarily getting over or... Well, yeah. it is, especially for older dogs, it is just kind of like, they'll eventually relax a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And you need to learn how to accommodate them, basically. Yeah. Uh-huh. To and the best you, of your ability. Yeah, and to the uh-huh. best, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Unless uh, those pet psychics are real who can actually talk to animals. They're not. They're not, but... <laughs> 
Uh, what was that? I think it was just called Pet Psychic. There was a lady on TV who's like, I can talk to your pets and we'll work out their behavioral issues. And I'm like... Or you can just get to know your pet and try to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, there's behaviorists that are especially useful for cats. Yeah. Because I feel like cat body language and behavior is harder to read than dog. Yeah. But, I mean, there's pe- there's behaviorists. They're not psychics. Yeah. That okay. would be appropriate professionals to consult if you really are having and, a lot of And trouble. there's dog behavioralists. Like, we even had a small, uh, we mentioned this in one of the previous episodes, Mishka got kicked out of puppy playtime one time. I felt like a horrible pet parent, and it was shame on the house, and he was yeah. just not settling, and they're like, it's okay, bring him back next week, we'll see how he does, if he does it again, he'll probably get kicked out again, and then you guys can talk to a uh, an- one of our animal behavioralists, because they had, like, classes and things like that, and people on staff, and they're like, we'll just see what's going on with him, and I was like, the shame, the shame. Yeah, but it seems like for the, the big puppy group, um, at some point, ego became yeah, a thing. Yeah, ego became an issue. So, like, the more high energy, aggressive dogs, so to speak, had to be introduced to the rest of the group. Yeah, we literally like would let your dog one. If your dog was one of those. We we would have to release them one by one and mm-hmm. let them all settle. It became a like a fifteen minute thing it to let all worked. the dogs. Oh no, it worked great. Yeah, but occasionally there was one obvious problem maker. Yeah. And they would be kicked out if they couldn't settle down. Yeah. But yeah. That, that makes sense. It does. It was smart. Mm-hmm. It's good good tools. Like, we even use that whenever occasionally um, Rosie and Mishka get, like, way up in each other's business too quickly. And we're like, okay, we're going to go back to puppy playtime where we hold, someone walks around, okay, the other person's released, okay, we're good now, good. Yeah, and I mean, in big puppy playtime, it was usually unneutered males who were the problem. Yeah, we had unneutered males, and that's another whole behavioral issue. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, so that's a whole other issue um, on neutered males, but that is also not really pet trauma. That's more social behavioral stuff. Yeah. Which is. Yeah. Yeah. So, does anyone else have any more thoughts or ideas that could possibly help with people going through, I guess, adoption trauma or being prepared or helping? I mean, I think I've stated for the most part, you need to be prepared that there's going to need to be some patience. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe they say, like, it takes about three to six months relatively for a dog to relax and show you their personality, especially a rescue dog. Yeah. Um, at least, like, that's the minimum. Yeah. Um... It's just, it's just patience yeah. and a lot of caring yeah. and being prepared that you might need to adjust something in your life. That's fair. I mean, uh, that should be for anyone taking on a new pet. Yeah. yeah. I would also maybe state that if you do have, like, concerns or behavioral, like, actually seek out a professional. And they uh-huh. can give you tips. And even if they're, like, your dog, like, most of the time... Um, I don't know how it is now, but I know that um, trainers can come and, like, do in-home sessions with you. Like, it works out for them. Some Like, some of them do do that because they, it's easier to have a client base. And if you're at a total loss, like, ask your vet for suggestions. Yes, your veterinarian is always a useful resource. Yeah. I mean, you can also do research online, and I think that if you find it on multiple sites and there's a consensus, it's probably accurate information. It might not apply to your particular animal, though, so... You know, you can always ask your vet for suggestions of how to go forward. Positive reinforcement is something I always recommend. <laughs> so, Allie, where can they find your socials? Okay, they can find me at just simply Allie, especially on like Instagram um, and Twitter. But I'm usually on. Um, I actually stream at Flaming Hot Trash. Uh, on Twitch? Yeah, twitch.tv slash Flamin' Hot Trash. Yeah. And um, so. They're really funny. Um, Allie played a horror game and scared the crap out of herself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, followed by uh, Andrew took the reins of it and kept 
laughing and cackling in the dark at it. Oh, yeah, so. and then with speed running the horror game where we were trying to, like, see what was going on. That was yeah. Fun. Yeah. Uh, and also you play uh, the Final Fantasy and then go on history rants, so that's always fun. Yes. Yeah. That is also a thing. And yep. People. And you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, also Discord at Pet Parents Pod. And we will continue to get better. Good luck with your hopes and dreams. Goodbye. Goodbye.